Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast, and as always, I'm thrilled to have my co-host and best friend, Juanita Wooten-Radko, on the show today. Welcome, Juanita. Good morning, Kim. So happy to be here again. <laughs> so today, Juanita and I are going to be talking about the three ways to become an authority. And just before we get into that, I just want to talk a little bit about why you want to become an authority. And one of the biggest reasons is, is it makes building your business easy. When people see you as that go-to, trusted, expert, authority in your niche, the person that everybody's talking about, the person that gets all the referrals and gets the raves, who's being seen on podcasts, on stage, who has a book, all these things, you don't have to convince people to work with you. They want to work with you. In fact, not always, but a lot of times they're pounding down your door to work with you. And I was going to share something, but that's going to be one of our points in a few minutes. So I will stop that train of thought. But being an authority is about knowing who you are. So we're actually going to get into it a little bit. But Juanita, did you have any thoughts just before we get started on the, the three main points we wanted to cover today? Uh I was just going to speak to what you said about how important it is to be seen as an, as an authority. I can tell you that in my previous experience as a business owner in selling sewing machines, I invested a lot of time educating myself so that I could be a resource for my customers. And that was very important. I, I grew to learn over time is how much I was respected and trusted that when I told someone, no, the reason this is happening is because of X, Y, Z, you need to, one of the simplest things was that I knew that there were about 12 different types of sewing machine needles available to use and certain types of fabric don't sew as well if you use the wrong needle. Oh, I learned that one the hard way. <laughs> I didn't talk to you first. <laughs> when I taught a class and I told people of the mistakes that I had made to learn the lesson that they could just take from me and not have to throw an expensive piece of fabric in the garbage, they were really happy. <laughs> <laughs> it built 
trust. And that is key to having a good relationship and that's trust. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a key thing about being a, a being the authorities. People know, like, and trust you. And you've proven yourself. That's the thing about being an authority. And so two key concepts about being authority is it's going to take some time. It's not something that happens immediately. You know, sometimes we look at people and all of a sudden they are the biggest thing around. But what you don't see is the years of preparation that it took to get them to that point where all of a sudden they were found, right? It, I can't say that it can't happen, but the chances are highly, highly, highly unlikely. So, you know, becoming an authority is something that you build over the matter of years. Now, does it have to take five or ten years? No, it doesn't. You can do it in a few years of hard work. But let's say it even took five years. It's not like all of a sudden you work five years with no results and then all of a sudden you have a ton of results. Right from the very beginning, you can be getting results. It's just you hit momentum tipping point where all of a sudden the results are exponential and they explode. So this whole process that we're going to talk about today you are getting results right from the very beginning. It's just the results are not humongous, but the results will be there. So the first point I wanted to, we wanted to cover today is the fact that you have to believe that you are an authority. And this is a tripping point for a lot of people. If you are going to be seen as an authority, it's got to start from the inside out. You've got to believe within yourself that you have something incredible and amazing to offer to the world. Now, I believe in balance. You know, I'm not a swing the pendulum to each end. So, you know, thinking of yourself as an authority, there's two ends of the pendulum. You know, there's people that are like, I could never be an authority. I'm a lowly worm. Nobody would ever want to follow me. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I think I'll go eat some more worms, right? Um, that's the, the one end of the pendulum. And of course, Juanita and I can break out in singing, nobody likes nobody me, me, everybody hates me, <laughs> right? Pendulum, <laughs> you have... Oh, people that Juanita and I are not really big on. And that is <laughs> egomaniacs who are the be-all and end-all and the... I've got a song for that one, too. Everybody loves me, baby. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Little Don McLean for the in the morning. Oh. So the truth. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. The truth is this. You are not the best at everything. You have your strengths. You have your weaknesses. You are human. You have frailties. You have sins. Whatever you want to call it in your life, you are not perfect. But here is what you are. You were created with special gifts, talents, and abilities that were meant to make a difference in a specific group of people. 
And so when you become the authority, you become the authority in that one area. Now, maybe over time, there's other areas that you become an authority in, but usually you start with that one main area and how you help people. And you recognize that you can't do it all on your own. I'm going to share something with you here. When Juanita and I were in high school, we both had our strengths and our weaknesses. And I can tell you for a fact that the only reason I passed French four years in a row was because of Juanita. And no, I didn't cheat off of her. (laughs) Juanita was amazing in French. I was not. I struggled. I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense. Everything was in the wrong order. And so Juanita worked with me. She tutored me. You know, she taught me. You know, when I had a question, I could go to her and I could ask her. Now, on the reverse side, there's things that I am strong in that Juanita comes to me for. So we make a great team because we work together. I recognize the areas Juanita's strong in. I recognize the areas she's weak in. She knows the same about me. I mean, we know the good, bad, and the ugly about each other. We still love each other anyway. She's my bestest friend in the whole wide world. But when you become that authority, you can't think of yourself as the be-all and end-all. And you never can do it alone. You hit a stage where you have to bring other people in and you have to rely on their strengths. So, Juanita, your thoughts? Well, that I wanted to talk about how sometimes we can be really quite talented in areas, but we don't believe in ourselves. And mm. it, there's research done into it, and there's a name for it, imposter syndrome. Ah. People who are really quite successful and proficient have these moments of persistent doubt where they feel like they're not good enough or it's, you know, they're fooling everybody. So they feel like a bit of a fraud. Mm -hmm. And what research has is showing is that it's linked to perfectionism, Mm -hmm. which I'm a recovering perfectionist, I admit. And I, and so I really related to that feeling of sometimes it's, when you have put a lot of time into learning about some a topic and you've gotten really interested in it, you can sometimes get into this little cycle of thinking, well, I've learned a lot, but there's still more I don't know. And, there, and someone is going to ask me about something I don't know. And that's when you feel out of your depth and self-doubt. That can be a very normal thing. But it doesn't mean that what you do know is small and unimportant. I think the second point, to help you find your balance, you need to assess your strengths and kind of rewrite your resume. Write your resume for yourself and think about what you're proud of having accomplished. Um, For myself, I gave a presentation on customer service to our local business women's group. I had clear points. People told me it was inspirational. And I was helping build our community. Mm-hmm. So taking a story like that and breaking down qualities from that can help you to see past the, oh, but I don't know anything, or I don't know that any much more than the next person. And giving yourself 
a list of evidence that yes, you do have several bona fides to be the expert in a field. You know, just give yourself a pat on the back with evidence. That's my thoughts on that, Kim. Well, and, and here's the thing. An authority doesn't mean that you know everything. Right. I mean, I've written over 100 books. I know a lot about writing. doesn't mean I know everything. And there's still things that I'm learning every day about writing. So, you know, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know more than the people that you're trying to reach. And I think the, you know, the other thing is, too, is, is that, hmm, well, that thought just went out of my brain. Nope, still not coming back. <laughs> was it maybe the second point on our... No, I was going to, you had said something and I thought, oh, I need to mention something. <laughs> anyway, it might come back to me and if it does, we'll, we'll go back to it. So let's take a look at point number two. And so if you want to be an authority, you have to build an audience. And, you know, this is where so many people get stuck. They get bogged down. They get discouraged because building an audience is a funny kind of bird because in the beginning, you're putting in a lot of time, you're building in a lot of effort, you're making a lot of content. Um, and, you know, you're not seeing a lot of results. Like, you know, you're posting it on social media and one person likes it. Well, you know, you just spend a lot of time on that one piece of content and only one small little thumbs up, not even a heart, just a little thumbs up, you know. <laughs> oh, this isn't good enough. We want this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in the beginning of building an audience, you're putting in way more effort than the results than you're seeing. But here's the thing, over time, um, what will happen is we, I mentioned momentum tipping point. So basically what happens is over time, things reverse to the point where you're putting in little, very little effort and you're, you're reaching, you're hitting exponential. Because as you're building an audience and What's the name of the book I'm just currently reading? Super fans, I think it's called. Over the course of time, as you're building that audience, as you're consistent, as you're providing value, as you know, you're just really giving of yourself. And you're getting clients and customers during this time too. So we're not talking about that right now. We're just talking about the building and the audience aspect of it. What happens is, is you create these raving fans, these people who are your tribe, they're your brand ambassadors. They love you. They devour everything that you do. They like. So as that grows, it finally hits a tipping point where you've got this incredible group of people who love you, who value you, who value what you say. And what happens is, is now when you start to put things out, they're sharing everything they're telling people about you. They're promoting you. So it's not you just promoting yourself. You've now got this group of people promoting you. And that's when you hit tipping point. That's when you don't have to put in, you know, the, uh, the effort, 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 effort. You put in a little bit of effort. You put it out there and everybody explodes it out. 
So, you know, think of people like, you know, Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey and that. Now, am I saying you're going to get that big? I don't know. But here's what I can tell you. You will hit tipping point long before that. But I was using them as an example because when they share things out, it's automatically shared. People, you know, talk about it. Oh, did you hear the newest thing that Tony Robbins said? And, oh, did you see Oprah, whatever? So, you know, like all of these people, automatically get exponential every time they do something because they have taken the years to build that audience. You got to understand, I mean, Oprah's been, Oprah's been around for a very long time. And when she first started, nobody knew her name, right? Mm -hmm. She's built that brand. She's built that loyalty. She's built that following over many, many, many years. And now she reaps the fruit of it. So when you're building an audience, you've got to start somewhere and recognize in the beginning that you're just not going to get a lot in the beginning. But the consistency is the key. Keep reaching out. Keep building that social media. Keep building that blog. You know, do a podcast. Do all those things that are just going to keep putting you in front of people's eyes. Do those Facebook Lives and those Instagram TVs and, you know, your videos on LinkedIn. And here's a little hint for you. Let's say you do a Facebook Live. You know you can download that, right? <laughs> once it's there, you can actually go, once it's been processed, you can actually go directly into the video. And if you click the little three dots on the top right-hand side, there's a download button. How do you know that? I yeah. actually do. That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, if you can repurpose content. So if you've done a 10-minute or less Facebook Live talking about something, you can download it. You can then upload it to LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a 10-minute limit, and Instagram TV has a 10-minute limit. So that one video you are now posting in three different places. And, no, four, because you can put it up on YouTube too, right? So, you know, take that one piece of content, repurpose it, start building your audience in different areas, you know, and do different types of content. Don't always do video, do writing, do video, do audio, because everybody has their preferred method. As RTI Publishing, one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is because a lot of people love to listen. And uh, one thing I'm hoping to get into this year and researching it is audiobooks, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to do audiobooks. So researching that, I'll keep you up to date on that. And I, I think we'll do maybe a couple of podcasts on that a little bit later, maybe around the middle of the year after I've done some research and I have some value to share with you about it. So, you know, repurpose your content. If you've done a 10-minute Facebook Live you can, there's a lot of places online where you can go, you can have it transcribed, you know, really, really cheaply. You'd have to spend a few minutes fixing it up because it's about 80% correct. And you'd have to take out all your ums and ahs and all that. But, you know, that 10-minute video, you now have a blog post, right? So, you know, all these things that you're doing, you don't have to, what's that Reinvent thing? <laughs> Pardon, Juanita? Invent the wheel. Yes, the, the, thank you. That's it. <laughs> so one of the thing, ideas that you gave me in talking about that, I thought, oh, you can, what I see in Instagram a lot is that you'll have, from that 10-minute video, you'll get 
maybe two minutes or three minutes and then I'm I want to find the rest of it because I'm hooked by what the person has said and now where's the rest of it I'm, I'm hungry for that new content mm-hmm mm-hmm like one of the things that we're doing with this podcast is we take a 10 minute preview of the podcast of these videos and we place them on IGTV with the link to be able to access the rest of the episode. And it's been going very well for us. Thank you for watching or listening to the first half of this episode. You will find the second half, which will be released on February 3rd, 2020 at com forward slash podcast forward slash S2 dash EP15. So authortoauthority.com forward slash podcast forward slash S2 dash 15. Season two, episode 15. See you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. Just for being here, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of Power Words, Attract High-Paying Clients and Customers. In this book, I show you how you can easily double your business by using engaging language that attracts the right client to you and positions you as someone they want to work with. Get your free ebook at www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. That's www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. Go there now, and I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Author to Authority.